Hello, party people. This is Rick Napier, the CEO at Real People USA LLC, located in California. And for those who may not know, I just got out of Twitter jail about two or three days ago. I was in Twitter jail for about seven days. It was so much fun. Actually, made extra money in my business. And so I, I, I just say this because I, I tell people I was only on Twitter to follow Larry Elder's, uh, you know, race uh, during the California recall. That was the only reason why I was on Twitter. And I've stuck around for a few extra months just for the heck of it. But uh, don't really like social media for the uh, the ineffectiveness of its 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 purpose in terms of uh, people with their businesses or people uh, running for office. I just don't like it. I think it's it's uh, a bunch of uh, fog. It's it's like smokescreen. Uh, it limits people's abilities as far as I'm as far as I'm concerned. So that's just my take. Now, if you're on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and uh, you like it, that's something that, you know, that rises high uh, in your mental state that keeps you happy and that's what it's supposed to do, then more power to you. But it's just not the place for people that really want to get things done. I'm more of a podcaster type for business and with political conversations because I like to talk. And I like to go behind the lines, go behind enemy lines, so to speak, or dig deeper into matters uh, when some things look like the truth on the surface. Lots of times that's nowhere near the truth. So today's podcast episode is a political uh, podcast episode. I hope Twitter and Instagram let me post it. That's my, my, my wish. So the title is Hoping to Win and using polling data are no longer viable. Republicans' best hopes and positive polling data can be null and void by Democrat election cheating. So I'll just start with, it is well known in some circles, and I think the, the, the number of people, the number of people running for office, especially the Republicans, we're starting to figure out that a lot of these elections are rigged. And they're rigged to the point where there is statistical data that is coming out that that uh, reinforces the notion that the elections are rigged. And I'll just give you a quick example. When Donald Trump ran against Hillary Clinton in 2016, my son and I were looking at the election results out of Nevada. And it was about maybe 12 o'clock you know, 1230, maybe a little earlier than that. I mean, we're talking about Nevada's is pretty much on the same uh, uh, time zone. So it was probably about 1130, 12 o'clock. And Donald Trump had a hundred, 140,000 vote lead in Nevada. So we're talking 1130, 12 o'clock at night. And we're watching it. We're watching it. And then 10 minutes later, Donald Trump was down or, or was was uh, Hillary Clinton had 70,000 more votes than Donald Trump in about 10 minutes. So my math that I took in the state of Florida tells me in my statistics classes 
that I took at Golden Gate University in San Francisco, my math tells me that's a 210,000 vote swing in about 10 to 15 minutes. Now, I don't know how the the election uh, counting is done. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking they have like a um, like a, a, a gateway or some type of interface that allows a certain number of votes to be uploaded at a certain time. I can't imagine that they're sitting on for Clinton and all of a sudden they upload them all at once. That's rare. I've never seen that before. So fast forward in 2020 when Donald Trump was running against uh, Let's Go Brandon. My son and I were both watching Nevada. Donald Trump was up 70,000 votes over Brandon. And then 10 to 15 minutes later, he was losing by 100,000 votes. So that was a 170,000 vote swing in 10 minutes. Again, that is two times in a row that I that my son and I saw this watching the the, the, the TV screen, watching the, the, the results come in. Folks, that is not a coincidence. Okay, so we saw Larry Elder run in California and in candidates. Look, you got to count your votes before the before the actual election. You can't you know, use this polling data. You can't uh, listen to people that say you're five points up. You're 10 points up. I mean, we saw what happened to a Maryland congressional candidate who claimed she was up or she was within five points of her her opponent and she ended up losing by 40 plus uh, 40 points in the state of Maryland. And uh, so it's just these kind of things happen over and over. And of course, we know why they have this early voting. We know why they say, oh, the results won't be in for seven days after the election. So that should tell you something, Republican candidates. And the only way that you can have a chance of defeating this cheating done by the Democrats is to have a pre-count of your votes. You need to have a pre-count. In fact, today is February 20th. And if you don't know how many people have committed to voting for you in your primary or as you move forward in the general election, you shouldn't be running. You are, in my opinion, you are taking the people's money. You are taking donors' money if you don't have a system set up where you know how many people have committed to voting for you today, February 20th, 2022. And see, here's why counting your votes or having a pre-count of your vote is so important. Let's say, for instance, you get down to the point, and I'm going to use an example of 800,000 eligible voters. Now, folks, this is not something that should be rocket science, okay? I used to be a corporate sales manager in Los Angeles. And if my boss asked me what is the number or the percentage of people or the actual number of people who may buy our product over the next, you know, 30 days, I had to have a solid number. I could not say, oh, Michelle, and she was my boss, Michelle, um, we got... 5,000 likes on social media or Michelle, 
we have 50,000 followers on Instagram. She would fire my ass immediately. So what I'm saying, uh, Republican candidates, you need to have a vote count. So back to the example. If there are 800,000 eligible voters in your in your district, you should have a count and you should also work hard to have a count. I would say around 60 percent of the total eligible voters that are registered in your area. Okay, Um, and it's not going to be hard to do that now because we know that Democrats who are who have been loyal to voting Democrats. I'll tell you right now, these Democrats, especially here in California and other blue states, they have abandoned the Democrat Party. I mean, I just spoke with the guy who's an engineer in California who was probably 75 percent Democrat. He probably always voted Democrat. But because he was an engineer, 25 percent of his his mentality was logical. And uh, so we, we, we used to meet all the time, you know, over a 10 year period. I, I knew him since like 2010, 2012. And we would have just regular conversations, no political battles because he respected me for my position. And I know this guy's already sharp. So recently, within the last 30 days, he he took that jab. I told him not to do it, but he did it anyway. And he admitted that his immune system has been compromised. And he said, Rick, if I had to do it all over again, I would have never taken the jab. Now, if people want to call me a liar on this topic, don't do that. Because he's already told me he will come on the Real People USA podcast and tell his story of how he ate something that should not have given him anaphylactic uh, shock where his his throat from from like the top of his uh, is where his esophagus, esophagus area had swollen to the point he had to go to ER. So please, nobody should not comment that I am making this up because I will have him come on the podcast episode and tell his story. Also, I can have my niece who works in LA who waited until the last minute to take the shot because she knew something was wrong. But instead of her losing her six-figure job as a nurse, she she took the shot during the last week before she was uh, about to be fired. And as she expected, and and the thing is, I mean, these these negative reactions or these these reactions, adverse reactions, uh, they don't happen to people instantly, but for her, it did. Now she has a full body rash over her body. And yes, my niece does look like Janet Jackson. And uh, so for people to want to tell, call me a liar, please don't do that because there are real people out there. So back to the conversation I was having with this guy. He told me uh, that from this point forward, he's never going to vote Democrat. He's never going to do it because they freaking lied to him about about the uh, about the, uh, the 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 mRNA the mRNA jab, and isn't it funny that these 
public health officials and, and Fauci and Gates and Brandon, they never tell you what the health benefit is. They just say, oh, everybody needs to get the jab. Okay, what's the health benefit? Everybody needs to get the jab. What's the what's the health benefit again? You must be vaccinated. Look, even uh, regular uh, medicines that you see on TV, they'll tell you some things that, uh, that, that it's going to help. Then they'll say, oh, the side effects are this, that, this and that. And some of the one of the side side effects could include death. Yeah. So at least they're being honest about it. And but I'm telling you, so back to these numbers. There's 800,000 registered voters. You need 60% or some high number far beyond 50%. You need 60, 70% of those registered voters who say they will commit to voting for you. Now, there's a plan to secure that, but I'm not going to tell or, or I'm not going to tell the plan on this podcast episode because you know how Democrats are. Don't try to find a way to um, subvert the plan. So I'm not going to tell tell the. So I'm not going to mention the plan on this podcast episode. So 60, 65 percent of the vote. You need that vote. And you need these people to to commit that they're going to vote for you. And of course, there's other things involved in it. But I'm not going to tell people on this podcast episode. So when the Democrats are ready to cheat against you and they say out of 800,000 registered voters, the Democrat got 54 percent of the vote, which would be about uh, 432,000 votes, 432,000 votes, leaving about 368,000 votes for the Republican. Now, this margin of 54 and 46, 54 for the Democrat and 46 for the for the uh, the Republican and the losing effort for the Republican. That margin of, of, of victory for the Democrats and, and defeat for the Republicans, that's been a common uh, margin for a long time, which lets me believe or it leads me to believe that there's something set up where the system will automatically kick out a 54% victory for the Democrat and the 46% loss or defeat for the Republican. See, that's why you got to have your 60-70% pre-count of people who have committed to vote for you. And again, there's other things that go along with that. So when the Democrats said, oh, we won, we got 432,000 votes with 54% of the of the vote you say no 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 sucker i have 60 70 percent of the people who have pledged to vote for me and there's like again there's other stuff that goes along with that so show your numbers and when i say show your numbers we're talking about the the democrat election officials now some states have republican governors but in some areas like miami and fort lauderdale the election the election officials are Democrats. So what you got to do, you got to say, oh, I got I have, you know, I have 60 to 70 percent. I'm sorry, I have um, 480 to 560,000 people who have committed to vote for me. And again, there's other stuff that goes along with that. And 
You tell those these Democrat election officials, let's go to court. Show your numbers. See? See, they can't show their numbers. They can't show it. And this is why many of them should go to jail. Because when you show your numbers of people who have committed to vote for you for a pre-count, you got them. Now, if some crooked judge still wants to override your eligible, your, your pre-count and the, and the number of people who have said they had voted for you, and again, there's more stuff behind that, then we're just dealing with a bunch of crooked judges. But I can't imagine a crooked judge would say, oh, okay, so Republicans, you got uh, you know, 480,000 votes, that leaves 320. Uh, the Democrat won anyway. I just can't see that happening. And if that does happen, you know, we're dealing with something totally different. But if you got your 480, 560,000 votes out of 800,000, baby, you have won. You have won. Now, what's the obstacle for Republicans doing that? And this is really a pet peeve for me, being a former uh, sales executive in Los Angeles. I know, I know, I know. Republicans are, they don't want to do this. See, this is where the work comes in. I would say 95% of the Republicans don't want to do it. And that's kind of like the, uh, the, the liability or the flaw in this system of the pre-count. Republicans don't want to do it because they got to work. They don't want to do it because they have to freaking work. They have to go out, connect with the people, do some things, which I can't tell you about, do some things to get that pre-count and, you know, and just wait for election day. But the Republicans, to my disappointment, they don't want to do it. And when Republicans lose, this is the reason why they lose, because they don't want to work. They think they can be on social media and, and posting a bunch of stuff, do a few meet and greets and not take some important action, which I can't tell you about. And... Go back to their uh, to their to their homes, go back to their offices and say, I feel good about my election uh, uh, possibilities, you know, or for instance, they have these these group meetings where all the people are insider Republicans and maybe five percent of the people are actual voters. And they they sit up in these expensive hotels eating one hundred dollar a plate dinners flying in from all from all over the country using donor money and saying, oh, we, this is a great crowd. <laughs> Yo, 95% of the people are political people. They're not even people who, are, who will vote for you. Oh, maybe only 5% of the people will vote for you. But again, this is the reason why Republicans lose. So to wrap this up, Republicans... We have primary elections coming up for local, uh, state, and congressional candidates. You still got time. You still got time to do what you need to do. But don't don't get punked like you've been getting punked, you know, for the last 20, 25 years. You know, four, six election cycles, at least four to six, uh, four year election cycles. Quit being punked by these Democrats. Everybody knows that Democrats do not like confrontation. They don't. So they've been winning because Republicans have not been working. 
And if you are, are a Republican voter, you know, stop going skiing every weekend. Stop going to the to camping. Connect with your Republican candidate because although the Republican candidate is on the ballot, you, Republican voter, are the person who needs to make it happen. Don't put all the weight on a Republican candidate and say, oh, Republican candidate, it's your job to work hard so we can win. I'm just going to sit back and watch you. I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to donate. I'm not going to do jack. I'm just going to tell you that you need to win to fix these doggone problems. And the Republican, you know, not thinking, puts all the weight on his or her shoulders saying, oh, I got to make this happen. And the people who are supposed to support me, I don't, I know they can't, I know that they want, they don't want to, but I still got to make it happen. And when the Republican loses, the Republican voter says, see, you did not work hard. And that's a lie. That Republican candidate probably worked hard, but I'm just telling voters, the emphasis is on you. The Republican is just the message. The Republican voter is the messenger or the Republican voters are the messengers. Republican voters need to participate in big numbers. You need to know who is running in your state election. And that's where all the action is, baby. The state election is where the action is. Your assembly you know, member, your uh, state uh, Senate person is where the action is. Your school board people is where the action is. It's not just at the Congress and the, and the presidential level. It is at this local level. This, this, these local elections are where your pain exists. All these mandates and passports and, and crap like that. Local officials can turn that mess off. So if I were, I'm telling you, if you're in New York, uh, California, Washington, Oregon, you got a small number of politicians screwing up your lives. Like in California, there are, you know, 38, 40 million people, about 22, 26 million eligible voters, not registered all the time, but eligible voters. Um, you got 120 state elected officials ruining your lives. You got city council people, maybe, I don't know, four to 5,000 city council people total. I mean, that's a lot of people just messing up your lives. Those are the people, the city councils and then school boards, you know, maybe uh, another two or 3,000. You have, for the most part, less than 10,000 people ruining the lives of 40 million Californians. You know, less than 10,000 politicians ruining the lives of 26 million California voters. Folks, we got the numbers on our side. We need to start acting like it. We can't, you know, acquiesce and 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 get into a uh, uh, what do they call it? We can't get into the fetal position because they're in office. We got the power to take them out of office through the voting, and we got the power to take them out of office through the recall process. We got uh, ways, or we have the power to take them off, take them out of office, just like they did in San Francisco. A minimum of 70% of the people took 
three, you know, CRT type people off the San Francisco school board. Ladies and gentlemen, if, if it can happen in San Francisco, where I used to live for like five to six years, you know, these people in Boston and Philly and Baltimore and, and, and uh, Miami, uh, Dade and, and Broward County and where else? A little bit of Tampa, New Orleans. They can all be dismissed, but it won't happen if Republican voters and I got to say now even change of heart Democrat voters and independents that we are all upset. It's not just Republicans anymore. You saw what happened in San Francisco. Do you think the 70 percent of people who got rid of the, the CRT and the, the pro transgender school board in San Francisco were Republicans? Get out of here. No, they were probably just parents who wanted their kids to learn math, you know, science, reading and writing. You know, I'll just tell you this as I close. San Francisco is not the uh, wild city that people think it is. I used to live there. San Francisco people over over this period of time before the COVID thing, the only thing that they had that they they prided themselves is on is they wanted to do what they wanted to do whether it's uh you know uh you know you know live have comfortable lives and smoke weed in the streets or party all night or or do what they want to do in terms of personal relationships that's all it ever was because even with these uh, these these liberal uh tendencies or these liberal uh, uh, expressions that San Francisco residents had, they always wanted their kids to go to school and get great educations and, and, and move on to four-year universities or go to technical schools. San Francisco people never wanted what is going on now and, and thankfully those people were, were voted off the school board. I'm just telling you now, people have the wrong impression of San Francisco. I knew thousands of people of San, in San Francisco from all walks of life as, number one, a club DJ, number two, a corporate person that had business accounts in San Francisco. You know, so I'm just letting people know the time is now. If it's not going to be now, when? And if, we, if, and if it's not going to be now, it may be too late if we quit, if we continue screwing around, not doing nothing, uh, acquiescing to... Uh, they call it progressive, but this is really communist. If you look up the history of what they call progressive, it started out as communist. But, you know, 150 years ago, uh, the people who were communists said, oh, we can't call ourselves communists because there's something in our U.S. Constitution that says, you know, no communist can run for office. So they said, OK, well, we're not going to call ourselves communists, but we will call ourselves progressives. And that's where we are now, where, where Bernie Sanders calls himself a Democrat socialist. But he's not a Democrat socialist. What, what in the hell does that mean? So just look around. Just look around. Look at the poor conditions of cities like Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, Sacramento, uh, Los Angeles, and look at the the creeping that they have in places like Orange County and San Diego County. We have 
Republicans now running who are not really Republicans. You know, just ask Nick Torres, who's running in District 40. And then there's other people you can ask if you want me to give you, give you out their names. I know where Nick stands, so I don't have any problem mentioning his name. Nick Torres of, of Orange County, uh, District 40. He, you know, look him up. He'll tell you what's going on. And uh, so that really Nick Torres and maybe a few other people. And I also can mention Delila Epperson of Santa Cruz, Monterey and San Benito counties. She knows what's going on. And there's other people I can mention, but, you know, I, I don't have their approval to mention their names unless they want to come on and say it themselves. So anyway, this is Rick Napier, the president, CEO at Real People USA, LLC, a former club DJ in San Francisco. Take care. My website is rpusa.org. Telephone number 726 Take care from the West Coast. God bless. Make it a great day.